Hey, how are you? I bet you didn't know that the fortress had a casino just underneath it, did you? But don't tell anyone, it's very unofficial, and I think you know what I mean. Yeah, so what do you think? I can see you looking around, it's pretty authentic, isn't it? We went into a lot of detail here. We've got a row of slot machines down, can you see there, down that cavern wall. And down there, there's a roulette table. It's down the back. Sorry. Oh, I thought that's what you said. No. We couldn't afford Kylie. I promise you we tried, but that bloody Voltaire, or whatever it is, they were just throwing money all over the place. But, but, you might be impressed. Have a look to see behind you. Swing open that door. Go on, give it a go. Swing it open. You can't believe it, right? Yep. I got her here for two hours every single night in exchange for some brown hair dye and an agreement to model some petites. Not too shabby. Okay, so Spill, you're not here for the blackjack, are you? Did someone tell you that I have all the gossip on the Kylie Vegas shows? Okay, alright, well, yeah. For all of us suckers who couldn't get there, I actually do have the very next best thing. I've got an awesome description of the show from someone who was there. You may have heard of them. Minor misdemeanor. Oh, you haven't. Oh, okay. Well, they told me they were fairly famous. Oh, well, you're going to hear from them really, really soon. And I've also got a controversial review for you. Because you know how the media are just singularly glowing about the Vegas shows? And that's all nice. I mean, that's fantastic. But tonight, you're going to hear the truth. Even if you don't like it. This is the only place where you're going to hear a proper review of the Kylie Vegas shows. So what do you say? Do you want to have a sit down or go and get you a drink? Come on, tell me. What'll, what'll it be? Ah, hold your horses, honey. We don't do that here. No, we don't. You can choose between a Vegas high and a disremembrance. What do you mean you've never heard of a disremembrance? Ah, who cares? Anyway, you're getting a Vegas high. So I promised you this description of the Vegas shows. Well, here it goes. It all began in early November, when a small blonde woman from Melbourne arrived in Vegas with just an entourage of makeup artists and a designer dress on her back. She wandered into the casino wondering where her custom-made room was. Coming to you from the mountain fortress of pop culture. You're listening to Time to Talk. And, I mean, God forbid when I have PNT, you wouldn't want to come near me. I'm horrible. Minor misdemeanor. Welcome to Time to Talk. Hello. How are you doing? I'm really good. Thank you for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. What an amazing name. Minor misdemeanor. <laughs> How'd you come Thank up with you. that? Well, um, my drag mother's name is Felony Misdemeanor. So that's the <laughs> ultimate misdemeanor. <laughs> 
So oh, dear. I decided I'd be the little misdemeanor. <laughs> you have a drag mother? I have so much to learn. That's so oh, awesome. Yes, drag mother, drag siblings, and drag children. So <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yeah, just conjured up for me like someone a little bit mischievous, someone who gets up to a bit of mischief, but not too much. Just a minor misdemeanor. Just, just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Just a little bit. <laughs> now listen, you went and saw Kylie in Vegas and I first of all hate you I'm jealous of you how dare you you're probably not even as big a fan as me and you got to see her it's not fair so I've got that out of my system (laughs) no worries I'd hate me too (laughs) yeah (laughs) good (laughs) what was it like tell us tell us all um, well, I got to, I was lucky enough to go on opening night. I'm a huge Kylie fan ever since I was about 11 or 12 years old. I'm 34 now, so it's been quite some time. <laughs> and um, and that's no it, mean feat, is it, in America? Because you're in the United States, so it's yes. hard being a Kylie fan over there. Um, it really is because, uh, luckily, like, um, I am first generation American, so I'm Polish. So everything that like compilation CDs I got from like my brother or my family, Uh they always had Kylie Minogue songs on there. And so that's how I kind of got to know her. And then it just like, I realized like nobody knew who she was out here really in my teens. And I would always have to sing like, you know, oh, you know the song, la, la, la. (laughs) And so people would get it or I'd say the locomotion and they'd be like, oh. But um, as I've grown older out here, more and more people definitely know her. It just always shocks me that like she has like a stronger fan base out here than what I feel they project out there for America, at least in the queer community. Like, obviously, we all love her so much. (laughs) Yeah. And look, I I admire all the fans from the United States who listen to this show, and there's a lot. We know there's a strong Kylie underground presence. Well, Panam brought it up to the surface a little bit, I think. But uh, I admire all of you who, like you, have hung in there for the hard yards, not been able to go down to the CD shop back in the day and just pick up the (laughs) Kylie CD without having to ask the idiot behind the counter, hey, have you got a Kylie CD? (laughs) Literally, but it makes it so much easier too for me at the same time because like we used to have this really cool store called Independent Records and they would have like posters and stuff for like with advertisements and when they were done advertising, they'd give it to you. There was no fight for the posters, was there? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) I have like this huge giant like x cardboard poster like for sailing for selling and stuff and i have that one a body language one so wow I was like, great, I don't got to like fist fight or throat punch anybody. I've got this horrible (laughs) image now of all this Kylie merchandise in a huge trash can in an alleyway in the United (sighs) States because, yeah, that's probably where most of it ends up. Whereas in the rest of the world, yeah, there's a hundred Kylie fans going, can I have that? Or stealing it before it even goes. Yes, I would gladly go dumpster diving for her. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, definitely brought her more to the surface and and it's exciting. I mean, I kind of roll my eyes when people are all of a sudden like, oh, I'm a Kylie fan. Have you heard Padam? And I'm like, yeah, I heard Padam like way before. 
<laughs> when it was just a thought, <laughs> you know. You're here to tell us, all the poor people who couldn't go to Vegas, you're here to tell <laughs> us about the atmosphere. I've watched all the YouTube clips. It's not the same thing. Coming up no. on this podcast, you'll be able to hear my verdict along with another guest. That's our Nathan. He'll be on with me very soon to talk about our verdict, which, by the way, it's a little bit controversial. And Uh-oh. it's particularly controversial there, minor misdemeanor, because we weren't there and we're still giving yeah. it a verdict. But you give us the real verdict. You were there. Tell us about what happened and what it was like to be in her presence. Absolutely. Um, just to preface, the getting the tickets was an absolute bloodbath. Like I w- was on for four and a half hours until one point I just started crying at my laptop because the oh. site just kept crashing. And I was like, that's oh. it. She's going to be on my soil and I'm going to miss her. Like this is uh, like insane. And my husband at the last minute, he was just like, oh my God, I got us the gold VIP tickets, like the two seaters and all what? the two seaters are around the stage. That so, would have cost a fortune. Um, so the way that they break it down is general. So the part of the package is it's $200 for the tickets itself. And then based on your, like, if you buy a 10-person table versus a two-person table, um, because I got both. <laughs> so wow. for the two-person table, there was a $550 spending that you have to do at the table, um, which they have her wine, Proseccos, caviar, cookies, all kinds of things. And I'll touch base on that in a second when I I heard that there. some of that was delayed, but anyway. Yes. Mm. <laughs> exactly. And then we got also lucky enough that I got the 10-person VIP table for January 19th, and that one is a $3,000 spending that you have to do at the table. What? So it's On top based- of the tickets, you have to yes. spend $3,000. <laughs> yes. What's that so- per head? per head, isn't it? When I split it up amongst all my friends, um, because they also give you gratuity included, the sales taxes and all that, like what it will be all at the end of it, it came out to like 700 bucks per person. So to me, I'm like, (laughs) that's worth it. (laughs) Well, yeah, it's worth it. It's beyond the reach of a lot of the people listening, including myself. But mm, good for you. But that's how I feel. You're just making me hate you more, Minor. (laughs) No, but it's like, that's how I feel when it's all in the UK and I have to spend <laughs> my flight and my hotel and the currency exchange yeah. isn't that great for me. So that's, uh, true. that's so, true. Yeah. So it's just a little bit hindsight on our end. Like I was able to fly from Denver to, De- um, uh, to Las Vegas for only 60 bucks. So I was like, okay, so instead of spending more money out there on silly things, I spent it all on Kylie. So, <laughs> um, When we did get there, though, there was a little bit of um, confusion about where the VIP people check in, where the general admission people check in. Um, So people started, I think doors opened at 9, and people actually started up lining up at like 6 or 6.30 for general admission. Like, that was a little bit wild to me because you don't really see that in Las Vegas shows. And I didn't know what the place would look like on the inside yet. And so I was like, okay, like the, the VIP person told us to come back at 930. Um, We were with a couple of friends and they wanted to upgrade their tickets from general admission to a table, which anybody listening to this, I would absolutely recommend doing that because they actually saved money by doing that. They only paid 
um, what they were supposed to spend at the table. So instead of like anything extra, like fee processings and things like that. So, mm. um, so they were able to upgrade their tickets and then we eventually, um, we went to go have dinner and then we came back at nine and I saw a huge line that was just wrapped around everywhere. So I was like, you know what, let's just get in line. Um, the line. Oh, hang on a second. You didn't, as a VIP, you didn't have to stand with the grate unwashed, did you? No. So, well, here's the, here's the catch 22 is, um, general admission got in before VIP did. (laughs) Oh, this is outrageous. Yeah. It was wild to me because for a minute I was like, how's that happening? Why is our line (laughs) so long? Which, um, it was crazy. If you're there, look at the general admission, like check-in line, because that's where all the celebrities were going through as well. So we got to see like Billy Eichner and Jesse Ferguson and Lisa Vanderpump going through that way. Um, but we just like stood there for almost an hour. I want to say it was kind of bonkers. Um, by the time we got to the front to be checked in, it made a little bit more sense. I think because it was the first night they were a little bit more disorganized because they had like two people checking in all of these hundreds of VIP tables and then taking your credit card information at that time and then taking one group one by one by one. So it really slowed down the process. Wow. Um, but overall, I was still really excited. And when you come in, um, the merch table is to your left and the merch table I was um, a little bit disappointed in, if I'm being honest, because I feel like Kylie Minogue has... Uh, at least her at her concerts like the arena tours and stuff she usually has really great merch um as opposed to this one i felt a little bit let down especially for the prices like the bomber jacket was it just says like kylie minogue on the back in vegas and stitching and that was almost two hundred dollars so yeah so that kind of was a bummer the t-shirts um were up close to a hundred. Um, and they also said a lot of the merch didn't get there, uh, in time. So I missed out on any of the extra merch. Um, but I did get what they didn't promote was a lithograph that is, um, actually relatively big. I would say it's about the size of my torso. Um, and it's an artwork of Kylie Minogue as a showgirl. And on the bottom, it has her autographed and then numbered because they only made 500 Ooh. copies. Now that's so, special. How much was that? 125 cheaper than the damn bomber jacket. Oh, so. <laughs> so hang on a sec. You've got a choice between a $100 Kmart bomber jacket with Kylie's plastered on the back. Well, for 125 yep. you get her autograph. Yep, exactly. Oh, and that's what I it. went for. Easy choice, right? <laughs> Easy choice. <laughs> and then um, on the cheaper ends of things, I don't remember how much the – because I got this deck of playing cards from her, and I think it was like 20 25 bucks. I was like, yeah, throw it in. But each of the cards are the different Kylie Minogue's from the Tension music video. So I thought that was really cool. Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, so that was all really fun. They had some hats, which, again, were a little bit lackluster. Um, I'm just used to, like, usually Kylie Minogue's face plastered on everything or naked men half shirts off, you know, on stuff. And this was just very, like, simple things. So I was a little bit disappointed with that. Um, You know, Mina, I've already concluded that you are absolutely a certified 
Kylie fan. I I know you told me, but I had to prove it to myself. The fact that we're still at the merchandise table, this is amazing. I'm loving it. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry if I ramble, please. I am loving every second. I'm so with you in the foyer. I'm looking to my right and there's the merch. (laughs) Yes. And um and yeah, and it was just great. Just being surrounded by Kylie lovers in general in general Mm. was really awesome. They're a nice lot, aren't they, Kylie fans? yes oh my god they're so sweet like mm. I, I it was just like for once i didn't feel crazy in america like gushing over her or people <laughs> making they usually make fun of me because i'll be like oh kylie minogue this and they'll be like oh ha 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 kylie jenner and i'm like no mother already took her to court twice and one <laughs> like <laughs> we're we're good with that you can miss me with that kylie joke so <laughs> um so yeah, so after the merch table, I finally went in and I don't know what I was expecting from the photos because it's like being in person and seeing the photos are two completely different things. So I saw all of the leaked photos and when I went in, it like our whole group kind of, it took our breath away. Like the ceiling was way higher than we thought it was going to be. The walls were like textured crystal rocks looking with these intense lights everywhere there was um a dj in the right uh well stage left there's a dj and um we kept calling her miley cyrus or hannah montana all night because she looked just like her (laughs) and she played phenomenal music the dj the dj tried to get everybody like going and talk on the microphone like how many lovers do we have here and all of this fun stuff and they also played some remixes of songs that were not in the show so that was really cool um you get to sit down at your table and like i said once i got in there it made a whole bunch of sense so she has um a whole bunch of disco balls in the ceiling and I was like well that's a cool feature and then when the show started I didn't realize the disco balls move up and down and like they spin and everything and they put lights on them so that was really interesting to see and then in the back like completely in the back of the venue is the bar and at the bar they have all of her wines lined up um they make specialty cocktail drinks there was one drink called the vegas high on there which obviously i had to get yay what's in the vegas high what's in the Um, vegas high it was the prosecco mixed with some juices i took a picture i'll send it to you after i love it (laughs) i love it all i know is i i got did it taste good oh it was delicious (laughs) it definitely tasted um fruity because i like things that aren't strong strong alcohol tasting um i like it to kind of sneak up and punch you in the face out of nowhere so that was definitely (laughs) that kind of drink Uh, (laughs) so i absolutely recommend the vegas high and um but here and now i finally understood what general admission was and i'm happy for those people that did line up early the general admission is placed at the back of the venue next to the bar. So there's no seating. You're kind of crowded around a railing. And so it is recommended then if you want to get a good standing part for general admission to go early or else you'll kind of get pushed to the back. But because the bar is back there, the moving like always tends to happen like someone you know if someone tries to go to the bathroom or to the bar then they lose their spot and you kind of get to like wiggle up forward does that make sense and 
and it's like um and it's the entire back bar and then you drop down one level and one and that's the stage level and that's where all of the VIP booths and tables and chairs are and I thought those were all beautiful all of the big Tell booths. us about the booth. I, I was imagining velvet lounge like semicircles is that sort of right or not? Yes, absolutely. Velvet, from what I can remember, it was like a darker pink velvet. It could have been the lighting, like, messing with me. And, like, little tables, um, uh, like, low to meet the booth. Our specific table for the two people was, like, a little cocktail standing, uh, not a cocktail, uh, not a standing table, but, like, a cocktail small circle table with two chairs. I do wish that they... Um, had bigger tables for it because me and my husband had to spend $550 on alcohol. So that's quite a lot we had to get. Um, so, uh, like a bottle of Belvedere, the full bottle was like 500, um, like you can get, um, for $25 all like Coke product mixers with it, which with Red Bulls, which I was a little bit, um, irked at because when we got there, they told us Red Bull was sold out, Coke was sold out. Um, so I was just like, well, then what is here, you know? But the waiter was trying to, you know, uh, accommodate as best as he could. I couldn't be upset with him. So <laughs> um, we just got a whole bunch of juices instead of the other things. And, and were you waiting a long time? I've heard that it was quite disorganized for night one. And and so therefore yes. people were waiting a long time, up to, up to 45 minutes for a drink to come to the table. Yeah. So I would say... The drink, my Kylie uh, Vegas High, took a while, When, but ordering the bottle service portion of it did come maybe within, you know, 10 to 15 minutes, and at least our waiter was up front by saying, like, the bar is backed up, we're running out of things, like, it's just a little bit more than what we anticipated, so... I feel like there's going to be just a learning curve for them and maybe an inventory issue. So hopefully moving forward, they plan better for that portion. Um, and, and this room, to go back to the room that you're in, because yeah. that's what all the fans were excited about when we saw the artwork of what this room would look like. Is it called mm -hmm. the, Vol the Voltaire is the name of the ho the room or the, or the hotel? Um, the Venetian is is the hotel, and Voltaire is the yes. the name of the club. So, from right. my understanding, is they basically built this for Kylie. She's the leading lady, and then other people, when she's not performing, will be performing in there. But that they're also going to treat it like a nightclub whenever there is nobody performing in there in general. Yes, exactly. And was it impressive? You talked about the ceiling being high, but like, is it when you walk in, do you think, yep, this is what I paid for? This is the decadence that I that I was expecting? Yeah. So, so the the deco and the art of everything of the whole room that made me feel like, okay, this was worth it because the light show in it is just absolutely top notch, phenomenal. I knew Kylie would do something with lighting because even when I saw her for uh, was it 2008 for the X tour? Um, like she was kind of the first person starting all of those projections on the floor and everything. Like yeah. I always feel Kylie is very one step ahead of the game when it comes to production stuff. So seeing the lights like constantly change in there, like the room almost felt alive and it felt grand and luxurious and expensive. And I personally just really enjoyed it. Like even my husband who is a Kylie fan, but not nearly anywhere <laughs> to my level. And he's like, this is really fancy. Like this 
this is really cool. And and then when we got to the stage area, um, because we like if she would spit on me, I would catch it. Like <laughs> that's how close <laughs> we were to her. But I was surprised how um, smaller the stage was, if that makes sense, because I'm used to seeing her on like a giant, you know, massive stage. Um, so I was like, OK, let's see how she works with this. Um and they do do a pre-show. The pre-show is like a burlesque dance style type of performance. And Ugh, that, yeah. that <laughs> I thought it was entertaining in the sense of it helped kind of distract from things kind of running behind and the chaos. Um, I also enjoyed... Uh, some of the numbers were really good, but you can tell that some of the fans, I don't know if they weren't drunk enough yet or if people weren't into it, but like you can tell like it was a little bit like off. Like I yeah, almost but, Mina, can I tell you something? This is my theory on this again. I didn't go. So what yeah. right have I got? Well, I've got the right of being a fan since 1986. So I'm going to say it. I dare say most people in that room were like, uh, we're here for Kylie, not for this yes. smuggling act or whatever the <laughs> hell you were watching. And I was surprised by it because it's like we had to ask the person who was organizing everything if there's a pre-show or something. So I wish they would have also, I agree, I wish they would have advertised it well. So like, although um, it was a nice surprise, it kind of also took me off guard because it's like I'm sitting here trying to order get myself settled, stop crying that I'm realizing I'm seeing Kylie Minogue. And then there's like a performance happening right in my face. So it was just like a lot <laughs> to take in all at once. <laughs> and then by the time I finally settled in, like the show kind of was finished and I was like, Oh, okay. So I hope the whole beginning gets a lot more ironed out, smoothed out because that definitely ruined a lot of people's um i don't want to say mood but just their energy in general you know you're just kind of like okay this took us a long time it's now 11 o'clock and she was supposed to be out by 11 and and you know she tried to start as close as possible to that time but you could tell that they were pushing it back because they were still trying to get people into the venue so um so that was a little bit sad but i know that's not necessarily on her end that's more of the the club itself i heard rumors that they were worried if the club was even going to be finished on time for opening night which kind of yeah. made me like really nervous but they pulled it together um kylie then they introduce her saying kylie's going to start kylie does a little announcement on the microphone lights come down i on, sorry kylie does an announcement herself Yes. Uh, she so doesn't she say was, introducing the one and only. Yeah, no, Kylie herself was like, thank you so much for being here. This is night one. I hope you guys are excited for all of this. Like, we'll just start momentarily. And then that's when the DJ was like, all right, who's ready for Kylie? Before. So I've never I, heard of Kylie doing her own pre-announcement like that. Oh, my that's God. Incredible. It made me feel like like this was really special. So, wow. um, so I was like, well, that's really Really cool. And then after the DJ finished, you know, now being like, all right, we're going to do Kylie, who's ready. She then disappears after that. And then the dramatic lights start. Like it was, the lights were just incredible. Um, and she Ten, the, nine. Uh -huh. Yes. Uh, and into light years, which 
Um, oddly enough, if I'm being honest, I was completely taken back that she did that as her opening number because in America, people don't know light years, if you know, yeah, so, yeah. so, um, but it was nice when it happened and here's this silhouette of this five foot woman <laughs> in front of us. And I look around and everybody's like singing the song along and I'm like, oh my God, I'm amongst my people. I'm not the only weirdo <laughs> singing the lyrics. Um, and then it was just her, just solo on stage for the first part of it. And I thought that was really amazing because it gave you a moment to take in that, like, you're here, we're starting the show. Um, I'm used to Kylie doing a lot of cool props on stage and things like that. So with a smaller theater, this is absolutely probably the the most intimate setting I've seen her besides the one when she did. I wasn't able to see the unreleased tour that she did of all those B-side tracks. So The anti-tour, I, yes, yes, that's true. It gave me those vibes of how intimate it was, but Mm. like obviously she had a little bit more stage. Um, So she didn't do a lot of props on stage. It was a lot of visual effects behind her, the lasers. Like I recommend for anybody who's seeing it and there's heavy light show stuff going on, take a moment and actually like look around the venue because there's so much going on with the lights that I was like, oh my gosh, this, this is what she meant by this is an immersive experience. Like, the lights are doing different things in the front and in the back and in the side. And then at some points of the show, the dancers came out and they were dancing in certain sections amongst the crowd, which that was like really cool, like full blown choreography. Um, But she did. I was very surprised. She had not her original dancers. Um, I did find out later through a friend that I'm one degree separation from her. One of her friends is dancing in the, in the show as Kylie's dancer. So now that's my ultimate goal in life to find out if she can get me to meet her. Uh, <laughs> Very but, good. Uh, but I know that for a fact that those were Vegas dancers. So that kind of was interesting to me to not see her normal like backup dancers and stuff, which they still did a phenomenal job and everything. But um, there wasn't that many of them. Uh, choreography wise, they they did a good job. Um and like they filled out the space a lot but you can tell that the main focus was kylie minogue here in this residency (laughs) like they really didn't pull focus away at her at all and if anything they probably enhanced her presence in certain areas instead of trying to do like a crazy amount of choreography so Uh, when she starts she's up there on the stage doing light years but I know when she comes down, and you have to tell me about that experience, when she comes down from that point, she is right there in the <laughs> audience, isn't she? I mean, so oh. how did it feel the first moment you realized how close she got to you? And what was that on the second track when she did, I think it was Vegas High, wasn't it? Oh, no, I got lucky. So since we're in day one, we got the full Supernova performance as ah. the second track. Ah. Yeah, so people hate me extra. and that was my first time hearing supernova live so and that's one of my favorite songs from disco so i like turned into a 12 year old girl at that point um nothing wrong with that yeah and like when she stepped down and she was right there my my thought process was just I can rush the stage and get kicked out, but I can say I met Kylie Minogue and touched her (laughs) or I stay here. So, of course, I picked the lather, but like just seeing her, like 
I don't know. I'm giving myself goosebumps because I'm hyping myself up all over again because I never thought I'd be able to see her that close. Like the feeling is just. What so is she like surreal. up that close? I've never seen her up that close. Is she as small as everyone says? Oh my God. She's so tiny. The tiniest human being ever, like pocket size. And like seeing her that close, I'm like, oh my God, look how fit she is and so sexy but also like her skin looked flawless because you know everybody just filters on Instagram and all of this stuff and what I've always loved about Kylie is pretty much what you see with her is what you get and and it was exactly that and like you could feel her energy her kindness but what's another thing that I've always respected about her is even though she's this pop global icon legend phenomenon like she is so internally humble on stage. Like every time she talked, like she just kept saying her gratitude uh, for being here. Or she made a, a mention that after the locomotion, when she performed, she's like, if you would tell me that I'd be here in Vegas, you know, as a teenager, like I would have laughed in your face. And she's like, you know, we made it. We're all here. We finally <laughs> did it. And so I think that always just touches me that how grateful she is to still be at the top of her game at, you know, not to be ageism or anything, but at her age, you know, and still tapping into the young market and filling out all of these seats and stuff like you, we were all there together, like proud with her and, and she was just still Kylie, like being that up close, like you can tell she had a show to put on as well, but like she made you feel very much like she knows all of you, if that makes sense. So, uh, it's like an out-of-body experience. Did you have time to take in the people around you? Was everyone having that moment of, oh, my God, Kylie is now like a meter from us? Um, It took everybody a minute because, like, so the way this stuff is set up, because it's tiered, you know, but, like, you know, my husband's six foot three. He didn't want to stand up and block anybody's view. But, like, you were told, like, oh, you can dance and stuff. I wanted to get up and dance right away, but nobody else was getting up. It kind of looked like everybody was just like, oh, my God, she's actually here. <laughs> and actually, then- can I ask you about that? that? That's a really interesting point. She's not done a show where you can all sit around in booths before. Was yeah. there confusion about should we get up and down or did was there any instruction or advice about that yeah no um that is one thing i wish she would have announced on the microphone because i feel if mother would have approved it on the microphone being like <laughs> get up dance with uh, me it would have been a lot faster but it took a good song or two to like halfway through when she got onto the runway that's when people started standing up and my husband and i just was like okay if they're getting up then screw it i'm getting up and i'm not sitting back down for the rest of the 70 minutes so once people like finally like bit the bullet to stand up everybody like was starting to stand up and like cheering on and having fun but I think it took her getting onto the runway for people to finally be like okay you know what I'm gonna get up because this is hard to sit here after banger after banger bop after bop like (laughs) you know exactly Uh, Exactly. but definitely was confusion but I will tell everybody nobody gets mad just just stand up and just go straight for it. She she loves the dancing. She loves the inter- interaction. Like you can tell, I was 
Um, if anybody wants to follow me on my Instagram, minor misdemeanor, there's a lot of embarrassing videos of me. Um, I was screaming, cry I cried seven times. Um, at one point, <laughs> I counted that many times. Yes, <laughs> I love that. At one point, uh, four different tables came to me with video footages of me saying, "This is you loving Kylie Minogue," and I try to apologize to the fans, and they're like, "No, we're so." happy to see someone enjoy and love her as much as the rest they're like but to see the pure joy coming out of you was was just like just as good as the show so again like the fans we're all there we all know how crazy this moment is so it's okay to go wild and go crazy and and she like just soaks all of it in like you can just you know that devilish little smile smirk she does and like it's great to feel her loving all of us so true. Now, Mina, tell me this: was the I know it's a, a strange nerdy question, but was the sound level good? Like, was it too loud? Was it loud enough? Was there a good bass? How was so the sound? So for me, the sound was great. Usually, when I'm that up close to a concert, like you can't hear the the singing as clear. I exactly. heard her pitch perfect. Like ah. I thought she was great. My husband never really understood. Why I Love, um, Why Your Disco Needs You is in my top five favorite Kylie songs, you know, because I love those opera notes that she hits towards the end of it. Oh, yeah. And that was the first time he really could clear hear her hitting those notes. And he goes, wow, I finally get it. And I'm like, yeah, she's like, her vocals are insane. So Music-wise, uh, clarity-wise, great. I did and have a And the voice friend. was on point by the sound of it. The voice was oh, on point. Oh, the microphone was absolutely on. Like, <laughs> it was wow. so good. Like, not a voice crack, not a quiver. Um, and then you know that she's not lip-syncing, because if you're a true Kylie fan, you know the note changes and stuff. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. um, and she talks in between certain notes and stuff as well. So that was really cool. And... Um, but I did have other friends that said they got a headache from it. And I'm just like, well, um, like for me, like I was going and expecting a concert. So I don't know if that just did better for me or if I went numb from seeing her. But um, but I know that I had some friends who said that that the music felt like it was a little bit too loud because they got a headache from it. I'm like, the louder, the better. I want to be immersed. <laughs> Were they in their late 70s by any chance? No, no, but <laughs> I just like... I don't know. I was surprised. I'm like, you're going to a concert. Of course, it's going to like make your ears bleed. Like, <laughs> Now, Minor, I'm curious for you to point out some of the highlights. The part that for me, when I watched it come through that she was, because I was reading it in text, not watching it, but I saw um, that she was on stage singing, I Can't Help Falling In Love With You. Oh, you just gave um, me goosebumps again. Yeah. <laughs> so <clears throat> was that pretty special? Yes, that was one of the moments I cried with my husband because <laughs> Elvis is a big deal in our family here. So the fact that she announced it, that she's going to perform it, because she said she's like, I feel the greats of Vegas in here with us tonight. And she's like, and I felt compelled to, you know, do a, the pay respects to Vegas greats. And that's when she did it. And, you know, I honestly never imagined Kylie Minogue doing a... Elvis song and the way she just did it was so just tasteful and nailed it and 
like, and we got to be the first people ever to hear her do it. Like, it was so, so special. And it's just a spotlight and her at the end of the stage. And and, it's and wasn't like, she those- wearing the Elvis cloak too, wasn't she? I yes, think? yes, the black sparkly Elvis cloak. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what, like, I think moments like that is what makes the residency worth it. Because you're like, wow, it's just the spotlight and Kylie Minogue and the fans like that's what and you're so close like everybody's together because when she does go towards the end of the stage where there's a little circle at the end of the runway it that's where the general admission people have a better view because I got to look towards her back on that point you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so I feel she really tried to work the entire audience during spinning around she just would go around dancing on people's tables in the back and stuff like like I was like Kylie you're on a table without security. Like, how are people not like rushing you? Like, <laughs> but all the fans were so respectful. Like, nobody was like reaching to touch her or anything. And I'm like, she just kicked over your like drink. Are you okay with that? Of course you're okay with it. It's Kylie. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, that was my Vegas high. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was jealous of those people that got like, you know, she danced on their table and stuff. And she really. Um, that whole number she moved throughout the entire crowd so that's like really special as well so things she wouldn't be able to do at an arena tour she got to do it at the Vegas residency for sure now you've painted this beautiful picture and the review that we've got coming up after the conversation with you is a little bit harsh all right it's a little (laughs) bit harsh all right just forewarning everybody Uh Uh, but i'm absolutely loving the picture you're painting i'm wishing i was there tell me a few things was it surprising that she didn't have more of her early back catalog in this was there a song you were waiting to hear that you were so surprised just didn't happen on a night like this i'm like you have performed that song ever since it's been released like how did you take that out of your catalog but i had to remind myself that like she only has a certain amount of time right and so in that 75 minutes she does three acts five costume changes Like, that's already so many songs, and almost all of the... No, she did all full songs. So, like, I was impressed with how many she did. As a fan, I'm always going to be upset that there isn't more or that she missed some songs. Bed of a Devil You Know. Yes, but then again, you have to remember, here in the States, I think that's what she's trying to play to more towards, of, like, people know you know, get out of my way because Aphrodite was, you know, somewhat of a success out here on the state side. Um, What else did she do? Spinning around is obviously a huge, that's her like trademark for sure. I feel like she did light years and on because she felt that most people would know her from that, even if you were a newer Kylie fan. Because if you're a newer Kylie fan, you're not going to the 80s. You're not listening to Turn It Into Love and all of those good songs, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I get so it. She's I catering think, for a very particular audience there. That's yes. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so that's that's what I think is her, it's probably a mixture of her and her team being like, all right, we know the fans love this, but also from a business point of view, we should probably include these. Um, like uh, on our night, I don't know about 
the night after us, but on our night, she was taking requests. She's like, oh, what's something we should do? Blah, blah, blah. And then she did the one acapella for us. Oh, so, a lovely version, isn't it? Oh, the best. <laughs> so, so that was really fun to hear her do that. So I hope she can continue doing that where she can fill in more of the back catalog, you know? The most important question, did she seem happy? Was she happy and relaxed? I So that's the one thing. I know she was happy. I don't want to say that she was relaxed because um, being an entertainer myself, I know we can mask it and people won't figure it out. So I feel like to the naked eye, she felt normal and casual and relaxed. But to me, especially like looking back at the videos and stuff, like you can tell she had moments of playfulness, but there were other moments that I would catch her, like she's doing choreography and then she'd look back really quick at the dancers and then be like, okay, this is the next move. And like, then go into her next stuff. So, um, so I definitely think she had like first night jitters, um, especially like, you know, think about, I, I kept screaming to her from, from the thing. I was like, America loves you. And she laughed on one of the times she was walking back. I was like, good. You heard me. We're here. <laughs> so, um, so I, you know, just trying to put myself in her place. I'm sure mm-hmm. she had, are people going to like me? Or is anyone going to show up? Like, will people know my songs? Like I kind of got more of that vibes of like, okay, now I need to get off the stage and go get changed really quick. Like show number one, always hard, isn't it? Always hard. Yes, absolutely. And like she, she did a great job hosting. She did a great job singing and stuff, but I could tell she was like song done. I need to get off and go to the, like, you know what I mean? So, um, so definitely I think as she does it more, we'll get more of that, like, oh, I'm relaxed, Kylie, you know, let me have a glass of champagne on stage. <laughs> I'm hoping you can give us an exclusive here. I've yeah. watched so many different angles of the, the Vegas shows. There seems to be a chemistry between Kylie and one of the dancers in particular. Ooh. Um, yeah, I I can't unsee it now that I've decided, and that's typical me, I've decided it's true. So now I've got confirmation bias and I just see it in every clip. But she particularly, there's a, this um, uh, male dancer with dark skin and he's he just seems extra protective of her. And when she looks, you mentioned just there that she looks to her dancers, what's the next move and all that. Well, she looks to him a lot. So can you confirm that Kylie's in a torrid love affair with one of her dancers? Uh, I wouldn't call it a love affair. So my muggle, I do, I wear a lot of different hats. I'm also a professional dancer and choreographer as well. So from my insight point of it, if you look at her, he's the one that brings her the cloak. He's the one that's standing by her when she's dancing on the tables. He's the one, he's guiding her throughout the the whole show. Yeah, he's the what? He's the protector. Exactly, he's like the protector. And in each dance show you do, there's something called the dance captain. So the dance captain is in charge of like if the choreographer isn't there, then he that person would have to run rehearsals or make sure everyone is clean. So my so my feeling is maybe he's the dance captain. So he's mm-hmm. in charge of her props, like the cloak. Like he's solely in charge of that. He's in charge of making sure she gets from A to Z properly you know because he's a big guy too so no one's gonna mess with him <laughs> um you know so i you know, you're feel... trying to say this is all strictly appropriate and professional and i don't like it 
<laughs> no, no, but seriously, like maybe not necessarily a romance just yet, but <laughs> <laughs> thank you for but adding I, that in. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like he's the security blanket for her right now. And, you know, security blankets can evolve into other things. So I never like to say never. It's never too late. <laughs> yes. That's a shame. That wasn't there, isn't it? Tell me I this, Nina. Did she leave you wanting more? 75 minutes. So she must have left you wanting more, surely. I was upset that it was done. <laughs> like I, Because like you said, there was still a chunk of catalog that I really missed. I definitely wanted more. I was on such a high, especially with all of our friends. Like, So I did like that once the show finished, they just kept playing music and you were dancing. And that's when the Minogers really got to walk around and talk with each other. The dancers come out after the show and take pictures with everybody and talk. Yeah. So I thought that was a really cool thing. I bet the um, man I just mentioned didn't come out. The rest of them did. And he was <laughs> I didn't suspiciously see absent, as they say. <laughs> I did not see him, but they could have been on the <laughs> other side of the bar. So, don't you can't confirm. But no, I'll I'll definitely try to figure out if there's something there because now I'm if super interested if there is anything there. <laughs> so you're, you're going back in January. I bet you can't wait. Like, give us a final wrap up of all of this. So, what what are you hoping? Like, is it one of those things where when you go back in January, you're going to try and take it in in a different way? Or yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. so when I go back in January, the thing that I'm looking forward to the most is I realized that I was so focused on her and only her. <laughs> like, I couldn't take my eyes off of her. Like, when I was watching all the lovers on my phone and I did this part where I like spin around to try to like look at the rest of the crowd singing along. And I noticed that the lights were doing something completely back there different and different projections. And I was like, oh my goodness, like there really is something going on. So I'll definitely be viewing more of the show as a whole versus just like, oh my God, she's right here. I'm also hoping that she might add some more things to yeah. it. Um, definitely like... Like I said, there was a lot of moments where I just, like, it was weird not seeing her with, like, props or the uh, the opulence of it all, you know? I hate to say it, like, this way, because I feel like it's a, it's a negative notation, but I don't view it negative that way. Um, it was a watered-down version of what her concert tours are like. Does that, oh, you know, a little yeah, bit of make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you are a huge fan and you've seen her in the big stadium tours, I've seen the X, the Aphrodite's, uh, all of those fun tours, you're going to see this. It's kind of like, just know what you're getting yourself into. When you go see Britney Spears in Vegas, you know you're not going for the live vocals. You're going for the entertainment factor. So with this, I would say go into it open-minded, but don't expect an X tour or something like that because she can only do so much on that stage. So it's more about the flashiness of the lights and the, the projections and then her voice, but also being that immersed and very close to her is an experience of its own. <laughs>
Nina, I can't tell you. This has been <laughs> such an awesome description. I didn't expect to get this much detail. I'm so sorry. I was like, I love her so much. So I'm like, I just you must want not apologize. To you're talking to probably the only person. In fact, your boyfriend owes me one because you've just got it out of your system, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Because I was like, I need to shut up now. I just keep, <laughs> like when I came home, I played her entire discography from start to finish again, and he was just like. All right, I know you had a great time. I'm like, no, no, you can't do this to me. I'm never <laughs> this high until January again. <laughs> it will never end. It will never end. Never. I'm so excited you're going back again. So hopefully, come back and tell us. Will you come back and tell us what it was like in January? Absolutely. The date I'm going on is January 19th. So if anybody else is going on that day, hit me up. I'm in all of the Kylie Minogue fan groups because I love meeting people and gushing over her as well. So, And um, most importantly, yeah. where can people find you, Mina, if they want to f- look you up on socials? Yeah. So my social media, very easy. Um, I, I make it easy so drunk people can find me, but minor misdemeanor, <laughs> one word. <laughs> and that's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Actually on Twitter, it's just Ms. Minor with a Z. Um, but other than that, Instagram is where I'm most active. You can find my embarrassing videos of me crying, singing along. Um, so feel free. And if anybody else has questions, feel free to reach out because I love it. I'm here to bond with everyone. (laughs) Well, I think you are absolutely awesome. You've been fantastic to talk to. And I am so glad you had a great time at a Kylie show. That makes my heart warm and fuzzy. Yes, thank you so much for having me and letting me gush and, and you know, and letting me be a part of your show. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Just don't listen to the next part. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> Whenever I listen to Tim and his panel of guests, my toes begin to curl and I feel just the right amount of tingling all over my aching body. Now, let's get back to the show. <laughs> Whenever I listen to Tim and his panel of guests, my toes begin to curl and I feel just the right amount of tingling all over my aching body. Now, let's get back to the show. Oh! Kylie's Vegas show, more than just a residency. When I first heard that Kylie was doing a residency at the Venetian Resort Las Vegas, <clears throat> I was so happy for her. I was looking up the days she was doing her shows. I noticed that she was doing Fridays and Saturdays. When the tickets crashed on the site, the fans got annoyed and Kylie apologised and added more dates. When she mentioned this in an interview, she said that the room was the room was for a thousand people, which meant that it was a small venue. I love her costumes that she's wearing. And my favourite one is the red one and the black one. And a huge shout out to you, Katie. It's always great to hear from you. And I know that you're doing the same as the rest of us Kylie fans, aren't you? You're on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook, and you're just rifling through those clips of the Vegas show. Wishing you could be there, probably, playing drums in your case, because I know you're a drum player. Thanks, Katie, for that. Much appreciated. Hello, Nathan. Hello. Long time no speak. How are you? I'm all good, thank you. How about you? Oh, you're going to have to forgive me, actually. I'm really not well, but that's okay. We had oh, no. A... Is, this, is this why you're going to put a boo sound on? 
<laughs> yes, yeah, something like that. But I don't need <laughs> sound effects actually because my voice and the cough that you're probably going to get will do it justice. I was stuck in bed. I don't know if you've ever had one of these nights where you're just having a fever and it's an awful night in bed and you're not sleeping and I was waiting till 6am to ring telehealth, right? <clears throat> right. And for the first time that I can remember in our country, we had a nationwide outage today. Oh. A mobile phone carrier, one of the biggest oh, wow. companies. So I was just sitting there trying desperately to press for numbers. I never use a phone either. I did everything on, on, on the net, but this time I needed to <laughs> ring the surgery and I just couldn't work out why my phone wasn't dialing it, and it was awful. I felt like I was dying, and I couldn't get help. So that's my um, tale that's, of the day. And that's amazing, though. I've never even heard of like a phone provider going fully down like that. No, so it hasn't happened over there before. A whole, a um, whole well, it might have done. Maybe when I was like, I don't know, three. I, I have no idea. <laughs> no, well, it's made national headlines because the company it's called Optus. Do you have Optus over there in Europe? In no, England? we don't. No, so Optus is our second biggest telecommunications provider over here. And, yeah, just completely out. It's back wow. up now, thank God. But, it, of course, the one little pinprick in history where I needed to where use you need it. So selfish <laughs> of me because people had much bigger problems. Businesses couldn't even take FPOS today. No, so. they did not, Tim. Don't you just revel in the drama. Revel in the drama of it. Nobody had a bigger issue than you did that <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nathan, for telling me that. I probably needed to hear that because I was listening up to the news not long before I came on here, and it was like yeah, businesses couldn't um, had to close their doors, and people were walking out because they could only use cash. There was no FPOS. Anyway, uh, now nothing I'm, on you with the sniffles. Don't don't <laughs> let don't let the news tell you differently. <laughs> now listen. As soon as I crawled into the Tesla and got to a doctor's surgery, sweaty and conjunctivitis, and with my curly hair like a big blonde afro scared the woman <laughs> behind the counter and as soon as i got the antibiotic into me the first one instantly like i'm actually i was yeah it was like a miracle thank you louis pasteur all right so listen <laughs> i'm so excited to talk to you because we're going to talk about what we think about kylie's vegas residency we deliberately haven't compared notes so we don't know what mm. each other's going to say it's going to be very interesting just, i'm more interested at the moment though to start off with what your plans are for when you see, <clears throat> excuse me, Kylie, an audience with in London, which is coming up soon, I am enthralled by the planning that's going into this from your point of view. Oh Can you my. tell everyone who's listening? What what are you actually planning here? It's I think phenomenal. I planned more for an audience with than Kylie has. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, well, you certainly don't have a team of people and you're doing something remarkable. Well, exactly. I've done it all on my own. Yeah, yeah. But no, um, so just for context, because I know that the, the last time I spoke about an audience with I wasn't going, um, yes. but I am incredibly lucky to have a wonderful, wonderful friend who I've been friends with for many years, who um, isn't even that big of a Kylie fan. Like he is a Kylie fan, but not to the level that we are, for example. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd said to him that if we could get tickets, we'd go. Um, and in the morning, when I saw how much they were selling for and reselling sites and things like that, I said, right, I'm putting my foot down. We're not going. I'm not paying double the price. La, la, la. Not happening. Um, and then about 12 hours later, um, I get a screenshot from him that he's fucking ordered us tickets. And he was he like, oh, consider it a Christmas present. <laughs> so I'm very lucky. What a very, lovely very friend. Lucky. Yeah, no, very lucky. Um, but... Um, the reason why I wasn't going to pay that the extortionate prices that people were charging 
is because I was planning on going to an audience with um, as Kylie, like fully to the point where. Um, Do we still call it in drag, or is that inappropriate? Yeah, no, it's, no, it is drag. Yeah, it's, it's, okay. it's certainly drag. But um, I was essentially going as a dragified version of Kylie mm. um, in her current era of you know the Padam Padam era almost, um, because it's been such a, a whirlwind of a ride for us all as fans. And I previously was a drag queen. I used to work um, pretty much every night. I used to do shows. I used to do all the hosting and all that. Well, in clubs um, and pubs or something, or. Yeah, yeah, no, I did. Well, I did one called Cirque to So Gay, which was um, Cirque was to So like, Gay. Yeah, yeah, it was fabulous. Um, <laughs> That's a great no, name. It was actually really successful. It, we, we were we were blowing up until COVID hit. Um, oh, but dear. Uh, ju- just the week before COVID hit, I had a little diva fit and quit because um, oh. they didn't get my mic settings right. So <laughs> they didn't get your what settings right? They didn't get my mic settings right. Um, oh, your mic because I sing. So oh, they made I... you sound like Danny rather than Kylie, did they? <laughs> no, worse, worse. Honestly, I could never hear myself. Um, I could never hear myself. And what was ha- what happened was I sang um, Roxy from Chicago, and I'm really good at that song, by the way. Um, but yeah, so I sang I sang Roxy and. I couldn't hear myself for the first two and a half minutes of this song. And then by the final bit, you know, the Maxi Hearts, that bit. Like, yep. by that final moment, I fucking heard myself because he changed my microphone settings. to oh. the settings that I told him to change them to about fucking six months before. So I just said to him, right, you know what? I could finally fucking hear myself, but I don't want to, I don't want to be in, <laughs> in your show anymore. So I just left. Um... <laughs> So, so, yeah, oh anyway. god what a diva <laughs> so i was diva. planning on going as kylie so i, I was gonna get the padam padam outfit made no 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 no, no. In... hang on nathan slow down slow down i, I just want to go back to you know because we've, we're segway all over the place here so we'll go back to your <laughs> sorry I'm, I'm going everywhere i know no i love it i think it's great but circus okay i just want to make it clear because i know you're a much more kylie fan than a madonna fan but you would know about the famous moment out of the truth or dare in bed with madonna documentary about sound or do you not no. Oh, you must look it up because it's basically the story you just told. Madonna stands on stage very calmly. And don't forget, she's early 30s and powerful woman. Mm. She goes, I want someone up here right now. Right. And then she looks around. She's putting a finger in her ear, playing with the sound in her ear. And she goes, I mean now. And then when everyone's and the dancers have got their hands over their mouths, oh, Madonna's angry. Oh, my God. How scandalous. And she goes, <clears throat> If somebody who does, if somebody who knows about sound does not come up here on the stage, I am not doing a show. So oh you God. had a Madonna diva moment I, over audio. I did. No, I really did. Like I love it. There's nothing better than a good walkout on a job. Anyway, I love. Well, well you've like got that. to sometimes though, because like it was just pissing me off. Like, if- were you wearing heels when you walked out? Um, no, what, no, oh, damn, to be fair, that would have been I did, much I did my final songs, um, and then I stormed out, but I, I will have been in my heels, yeah. <laughs> I love it. It That's wasn't, I didn't image. stop mid-performance like Madge did, but I, you know, I, I was close. Oh, no, 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 Madonna was, when she did that story I just told you, was in rehearsals. It wasn't ah, right, 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 right. No, 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 yeah. no, no. Um, okay, well, very great visual. I love it. So, just to cut to this one, though, I know that I've been telling you in text, and you've not appreciated it at all. I'm like... 
because you've been telling me that this is an expensive venture, what you're planning for an audience with. And I've been saying, hey, red crepe paper and some elastic band, (laughs) $4.50 down at the op shop. Come on, man. But you're telling me that it's a lot more elaborate than that. Oh, yeah, it's, it's, it's very... I, I mean, my seamstress has been drawing up... Um, <laughs> Sorry, yeah, no, no, genuinely. Gonna, <laughs> this, I've said it to you before, but as soon as somebody says, I have a seamstress, I just think of the Titanic. I mean, this is ridiculous. <laughs> well, don't get me wrong. <laughs> don't get me wrong. She's a very good friend as well, but... Um, she's your seamstress. She's, yeah, yeah, my seamstress is also I know you're from friend. London, but that's so old school. Like, honestly, what century London. are we in? I'm from Manchester. Well, England then. You're English and, you know, it just sounds like something out of a Tudor dynasty, a seamstress. I didn't know they even existed. Well, I love... Se- I, right, I could call her my costume designer, but I much prefer saying oh, seamstress better. because I think it's just more exotic. Um, so was William anyway. <laughs> Baker a, a seamstress, technically, by your definition? Sorry? Was William Baker a seamstress? You know, it's, it's quite funny because I'm going to talk about William Baker soon, actually. But um, oh, I, I, I'm no, interrupting this story. I'm sure people today. are following this. Basically, just so I can recap, Nathan is planning something great for his audience with. And it starts with a costume and it gets better. Trust me. So stick in there. Tell us about this costume. You've sent me the, what are they called? Mock-ups? Is that what they're called? Yeah. Oh, did I send you the drawings? Um, yeah. So, um, so basically, cool. I was going to get the outfit that she actually wore in the Padam Padam video made. Um, the jump the katsu with the two capes. Um, but in terms of timing, it was a little bit tight. So I'm going to go with, um, what she wore, like an exact recreation of what she wore, um, for her first full performance of Padam Padam, um, the American Summertime Ball. Oh, Oh, no, no, that that wasn't a full performance, was it? No, first full, you got me on a technicality. Perfect. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. So when she walks down that giant catwalk, that's the costume you're recreating. And, it, you know, all in the chiffon with like a little leotard underneath and it's, you know, semi-see-through and stuff like that. I don't um, understand any of that, but it's going to look like that performance. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. It's, Big boots then, right? Yeah, thread for thread. It's going to be pretty much identical. Um, right. And it's going to, it's, it's taken a long time. Is this expensive? Very. Um, if It would have been worse if I'd have gone with the Padam Padam catsuit, though. Um, oh, that's why the, you went for this. Like, okay. Yeah, that would have taken hours upon hours upon hours to make because obviously it's every like it needs to be stitch perfect. There can't be anything out of place in something like that. We're doing like the the design period of it now, where I'm where she's kind of sketching it out, and I'm kind of saying, "Oh no, don't do that! Don't just change that little bit, just a tiny bit, and little stuff like that." Um, mm. And then I need to be doing measurements. Um, I'm just going to do my own measurements and stuff like that because I'm more than capable of doing it. Um, how can you and do your own off. measurements? How can you how um, can you measure around your chest? I suppose it's possible. You need very flexible arms. Well, I mean, I, I mean, to be completely honest with you, Tim, my tits are in my wardrobe, so I can measure them oh. without without them being on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's too late for this. Okay, cool. All right, so when you when you get all of this right, mm. and you try it on, it's perfect the way that you imagined it. Tell everyone, what do you, when you get to the Albert Hall, um, you've got a little plan in your head. Oh, yeah. Are you allowed to share that? Well, I don't see why not. I don't think it's going to, I mean, maybe somebody will listen and will know that what I'm doing when when they're there. You never know, do you? Um, So what I'm planning on doing is when I'm in my outfit, I'm going to, I'm going to go a little bit early Mm -hmm. um, and I'd like to do like a little video. Um with with some fans just just like because like i sing 
Um, so I was going to sing Padam and essentially ask if the fans would like to do the Padams with me. You know, just, just like the a, Hall. Yeah, you know how Kylie does like like her little um, videos where she's warming up with the, her her, yeah, her yeah. like her her band. Mm-hmm. I thought that'd be really cute because then we could post a video like, oh, warming up for Kylie. <laughs> it's so cool. It really is. So and. And I know I'm getting hung up on the detail here, but outside the Abbott Hall or in the foyer or what? Um, well, it depends, really. I have no idea. Um, probably outside, but we'll just have to wait and see. And you're hoping people will sing along Padam Padam with you? Yeah, absolutely. That, that's I'm what guarantee I'm you there are people listening who are now going to be looking for you at the Albert Hall. And, <laughs> and they're not going to have to look too hard because you're probably going to be the best dressed out there. Well, I'm going to be six foot two. So, yeah, like it's Ooh. not going to be too difficult. <laughs> hey, what do you do with the hair? How do you get the Kylie hair? Well, it, I'm not doing um, the hair that... Of this of this era, if you know what I mean, um, just because I want to be myself as Kylie still to an extent, um, yeah. and in drag I don't really do short hair, um, uh-huh. so I'm more doing um, the uh, like Kylie's hair of the Aphrodite era, you know, Ooh. like the, those those lovely sweeping curtains and all the all the big cows going down a back. Right, right. That's kind of what I'm going for with it. <laughs> oh, this is just, it's so exciting. It makes me excited for the whole event. Well, I've actually got something to tell you about that, though, because um, hmm. some I, I've seen a couple of screenshots floating around of um, the Royal Albert Hall hmm. and ITV want us to email um, our unique experiences with Kylie and stuff like that. Are you thinking what I'm thinking, B2? Well, I am thinking what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And this mm-hmm. is the thing, Tim, because, I mean... What's better than to email them and be like, well, I'm already coming as Kylie. Yeah, I'm starting to put it all together. You think that Kylie might actually bring you up on stage or acknowledge you somehow, right? Well, there was, there was a, there's a chance, judging by the fact that ITV are putting out these this email address and things like that, because they clearly want to do something with the fans that an audience with. I don't know what it is they want to do. Well, look, there's another podcast about Kylie and Danny that just use this word incessantly. I'm going to use it for the first time on this show. Let's manifest it. Let's manifest it. Let's (laughs) manifest it. Come on. Let's hope Kylie does see you. And I think you deserve it. You're going to so much effort. Um, And she does love when the fans uh, get dressed up. She absolutely loves it. Oh, absolutely. Yes, she does. The thing from my perspective, Tim, is that like, I feel like what Kylie has done with the tension era and Padam Padam obviously in particular, much more so than anything else, she's like, she's taken her out and she's pushed it out there into such a fantastic place that like so many people are seeing it. And, you know, people might not even know that Padam Padam is by Kylie, but they are hearing it. And mm-hmm. I find that incredible because in the UK, it is very much like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you can sing Padam Padam to somebody and they won't necessarily know it was by Kylie, but they'll have had it. Um, and I find that incredible. And it's like, as somebody who does their own kind of art in, in their own way, I kind of just want to express the joy that that's brought me, if you know what I mean. Because she oh, has brought, beautiful. like, I don't know about you, but I'm sure you've you've argued with people over the years about Kylie making this huge resurgence and doing what she's doing right now and how possible and how likely it is that she'd do it. 
Yeah. Look, I just think it's a beautiful thing that you're doing because she means so much to you. And excuse me, I'm losing my voice again, but she means so much <laughs> to you. <clears throat> um, and I, I just love the fact that you're showing such love to her and that she will see it because I know you yeah, do full it tribute, yeah, 100%. as much for her as for yourself. I know that for a fact. You just adore Yeah, that, that's her. very much what I want. I want mm. her to see that like, but I, one thing that I really want her to see, just to clarify, just before we go on to Vegas, because I, uh, I actually want her to see me doing not, can't get you on my head not spinning around not not like all of these older iconic outfits that she's done i want the i want them to see i want her to see that people are in love with what she's doing now doing now yeah 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 that, that's the big thing for me and i think she's feeling it i mean you add to it please but i think she's Absolutely. feeling it big time it's a fairly good segue into what we're talking about which is kylie in vegas because <sighs> Yeah, I am really interested to compare notes on this. Um, Absolutely. I've been nothing but excited from the moment I heard about this. Mm-hmm. I'll, just, I'll, share, I'll share my thoughts first, all right? So yep, and go that goes back a long way to the point where I was almost going to go over there. Um, it was purely the climate that made me not want to go. So <laughs> hopefully I can still get there in May. I was not going to go over there and lose my Australian summer, which I love. Um Here's the thing, though. Now that it's become real, mm-hmm. and I know I'm only watching the clips, and the reviews have been absolutely off the charts, overwhelmingly good. In fact, I've got here mm-hmm. some to read so that we balance this conversation out. But I'm, I don't think I've ever been as conflicted ever as a Kylie fan in all of my life. Because the know moment what you mean. I, well, the moment I watched her come out, this is going to sound so much more about me than about Kylie but to see the fans so close to her almost pouring at her as she was mm-hmm. I didn't like it it's like don't 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 get up in her face and I know that's the point of the experience meant to be intimate meant to be close <laughs> yeah. to the fans but and and everyone was respectful I've not seen any disrespect but there was something maybe cheap or it just didn't feel worthy of her status or something um really? and I was, oh, okay yeah that's how i'm feeling i, I just didn't maybe i'm protective of her I, I have no idea i haven't had time to think about why but when i was watching those clips and you're very close and i see her you know they're filming her right at her back you can see her shoulder blades and everything i just i don't like it it's undignified and i back come on give us some space people so that's how i'm feeling about it and i've got a bit of a problem with the set list but what do you make of, of interest yeah, yeah, Just yeah. out of interest, what do you think of the show outside of the audience then? So it looks, her voice is amazing. Agreed. The staging looks fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not a fan of the set list, but I'm not meant to be because she's catering for, I know international people are traveling to America, but she is really catering for American fans. So she's putting on all her biggest hits. There's nothing of 90s Kylie in there, nothing of PWL aside maybe from Locomotion. It's all Mm -hmm. the 2000s onwards. And, again, I don't begrudge that. I understand why. But as a fan, if I had travelled all the way over to see her, and Nathan, an hour 15, and everyone's going, it's it's a show, not a tour. I'm getting roasted on Facebook. It's a show, not a tour. It's like, hang on a second. When I was online getting ready to buy tickets for Vegas, because I did go online and I got – 4,000th in the queue or whatever, mm-hmm. nobody was saying at that point that it was an hour 15. And that yep. would have made a difference to me to fly halfway around the world 
for an hour mm-hmm. 15 and apparently you've got to watch juggling bare-breasted women before and after it to get to it no thank you that i think that's incredibly bad advertising if i were up front about it that's one thing but i don't think yeah. anyone envisaged this was an hour 15 like that a little was, this, that was what i was going to be going on it's about a sampler well. it's a sampler it's not a show mm-hmm. anyway so that's they're my thoughts and i just sound so negative and i hate it but um that's how i'm feeling at the moment i understand though I, like i do i completely understand um i mean from my perspective i don't necessarily agree with the the audience thing but that's because i love that i i think that's exactly what she wanted and yeah. i don't think it looks cheap i think if anything people are going to be looking at that and thinking oh my goodness those people are so lucky and mm. because because it is such a rarity but i do understand where you're coming from um i just don't necessarily agree with you but in terms of the runtime i, I i'm going to be completely honest um i was disgusted like i genuinely was mm. um when i saw that it was a 75 minute show mm. i was truthfully disgusted and i wasn't mm just disgusted at the venue i was disgusted at team kylie um like like full disclosure like including kylie because i I, like honestly i'm gonna be completely frank in my opinion um i believe that if i was in kylie's shoes if i were in kylie's shoes and i understood what this was going to mean and i had that my show was going to be cut down to 75 minutes for all of the people who are paying hundreds upon hundreds of pounds thousands yeah exactly like up to thousands um to come and see me and i was like oh fuck well i'm only i'm only doing 75 minutes i would have turned around and said well i'm sorry but i don't think this is the venue for me because mm-hmm. she's got a 36 year long career 75 minutes that's barely over two minutes per year of her career it's ridiculous and you you just can't fit everything in and i was really really disappointed um i but in terms of the show itself but sorry just before you go on to that if if i i i actually respect her decision not to turn around and go hey this isn't the show or the venue for me if she had and the whole advertising and promotion of it had said this is an evening of cabaret featuring kylie Mm. and made sure it was really clear that that's 75 minutes, that's okay. When I went to buy tickets and I keep my ear to the ground, I was fully thinking this was just a pure Kylie Yeah, show. I agree. Yeah, for t- probably two hours. I was probably thinking it was longer than a tour because... I thought it was going to be longer. Yeah, she doesn't have to pack the plane every night, so I thought it might be a bit longer. Anyway, so in terms of the show itself, what are you thinking from the clips? Well... In ta- like just to clarify, like I know what you're saying, by the way, with that, but I do, I do still hold K- Team Kylie accountable. I do because, I, like, I'm sorry, but this is one of this is one of Kylie's American fan base's only chances to come and see her in a regular format, and for them to cut it short like that, I just think it's wrong. Like, I, I honestly, I just think it's kind of grim. To be um, fair, like I've wrestled with this, and I'll put forward another point that maybe is in her favour. There's no intermissions. Um, mm. And, you know, dance. sometimes she goes off the stage in a tour and she's backstage for about maybe even eight minutes doing a costume change here. This seems to be 75 full minutes. She yeah, barely yeah. disappears from the stage. So maybe there's some argument there that you're getting a full 75. Hmm. I still, I, I won't, yeah, yeah. I, I won't back down on it. I, I, I really don't agree with it. Just be, like I say, just because it, this is American fans, one of their only chances. And I just think, 
And I'm not mad, am I? This wasn't well known, was it? It's not one of those things where, Tim, if you'd looked at the website, you would have seen it. I'm sure it wasn't. No, it? no, it wasn't. There, no. Nobody spoke about this until about two or three days ago, just before the mm. show started. Mm. Yeah, and terrible. I, and, and don't forget, like, I know it's... No, it is. It's a valid point. Most of us, flights, accommodation, travel, mm-hmm. time off work, uh, you know, that's that's a big lie. It's a big lie. If I had packed 100%. up my suitcase, taken time off work, arranged for the kids got over there and then found out it was 75 minutes, I seething. actually would have been ropeable. I would have been ropeable. I would have been seething. I would have mm. been so, mm. so angry. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. Like I said, like, like just to get onto the show, she sounds phenomenal. She sa- yes. I would say Kylie sounds as good right now as she sounded for Aphrodite Le Follies, which mm-hmm. is a close second place to her ex tour in my in my opinion for her vocals. Uh, mm. vocally on her ex tour she was exquisite. She there was not like she was in, unbelievable. Flower. But I would say she's real she's up there at the moment. She's she sounds incredible. I can't help falling in love with you. I, I just thought that was so clever, the nod to the the Elvis of Vegas. Yeah, I love that as well. Um, I do. And I didn't, I hadn't seen the clip. I I was there in a club having a coffee martini. Is that what they call it? An espresso <laughs> martini. And I was on like glued to the phone, um, holding everyone at bay because I'm like waiting for the first photos to come out. I was dying to see this Vegas show. And I was seeing the updates track by track as she was doing it live. And when I saw Can't Help Falling in Love, <clears throat> just mm. in text, I thought, oh, that would suit her vocals because it's a little bit like um, um, If You Don't Love Me in style, yeah, yeah. you know. So I thought that's going to suit her vocals beautifully. Then when I watched it, I thought, yeah, you nailed it. It's perfect for her. But the only thing that I will say is that may- maybe make the show a little bit longer than 75 minutes to accommodate for you, Cover Kylie, because you've got your own back catalogue. <laughs> um, <laughs> and if it you is know. 75, don't. Pump it up with Elvis tracks, yeah. Fair yeah, enough. exactly. What you do you think about this own... whole thing that I said about the, the the actual selection of the tracks? Forget seventy five minutes. I think we're both on the same page with that. But do you think it was? Yeah. Do you? I mean, nothing from PWL and Impossible Princess and um, early nineties. Well, the thing that I will say about that though is because of if i'm not if i'm not mistaken i'm pretty sure that um all of the pwl songs weren't actually released in america this is where i get to wobble my shoulders a bit with authority and go mm-hmm, education for oh, my please. man oh please yeah do cuz i've just heard that the albums weren't released no they were they were um certainly kylie the first album had a big push over there yeah yeah um, locomotion went really well the album didn't sell too badly over there too enjoy yourself started so many projects of kylie starts and then they abandon it so they actually have a special visit a really rare uh tears on my pillow i think it is that you can mm. get and it was only released in the us it's a funny little right. disc or something like that so yeah there were there were efforts but if your point is that the americans don't know that content i agree with you I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know though. Like, to be honest, <clears throat> I'm just relieved that she's not performing kids. Um, like, <laughs> like just, just completely out. Well, the second that I saw there was no kids, I was like, oh, right, she's, she's done the best set list in the world. Like, I was so um, excited when kids wasn't in there and I was also yeah. going, oh, no love at first sight, thank God. And then it came. <laughs> no, like, I, I've got to say though, I would have at least expected better than ever, you know. 
Yeah, where was that, man? Come on. I, I would Not have at least w, you know? expected that. Like, oh, even if she'd have okay. left everything else out, I would have yeah. at least expected that. No, that's a travesty, actually. That's a, that's that's awful. Like yeah. that, to me, that that is a quintessential Kylie song. I mean, she did perform "Confide in Me," you know, but and not even that much from Tension. That was the other weird thing for me. I, I know yeah. again, she's there to please the crowd. Okay, so I get it. I actually am not arguing this point, but I was surprised by the lack of Tension tracks. Um, and then Tension, the song, would have lent itself really well to "What Do I Have to Do?" or "Shocked." Very true. Um, Very true. Anyway, uh, whatever. Maybe she'll mix it up, Nathan. Maybe she'll. Well, it seems like she is. It seems it is a little bit more fluid than most um, of her shows because I've noticed that she, she's making small little changes here and there. Oh, really? Um, tell me. Tell me. Well, Supernova is now a transition song. Oh, thank God for that. Like, yeah. Well, I, I've got to say, I, I, I actually love it when she performs it. But um, <clears throat> no, it's now, and it's a fantastic transition as well. It goes um from it not into years. your disco needs you does it yeah yeah no it transitions into your disco um, well can i tell you nathan see this is my other problem with the vegas show all right mm-hmm. god i'm negative but if you're gonna go there go there okay so she said bruise bruising bloodied Sweaty, <laughs> yeah, yeah. tears and i'm thinking what the i honestly did i thought what what is she doing back there is joe jackson running the show why is she bruised <laughs> and bloody what's going on but then when she comes out it, it's the still really the same program show she's been doing for two years the, the, they've been making small changes i've noticed like for example spinning around is a new version it's just not that different um it's not that different for like or anything like that i like it though sorry I like it though, yeah. Well, I agree because I like this whole big piano vibe that they're going for with spinning around. I really like it. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually think it it really it really jazzes it up and makes it sound a bit fresh. Totally, which yeah, I yeah. really like. There's something missing in the Vegas show, and people are saying it's low budget, and I don't think it's that. I honestly don't believe it's budgeting that is the problem, and a lot of Kylie fans are going to absolutely castrate me for saying this but i think it's the lack of william baker oh mummy okay yeah, I've, I've gone there I, Go I'm, on, I'm going then. there that gay pizzazz is what you're talking about is yeah you're, you're, you're all gonna hate me for it but i do i think it's the truth because people are saying like oh yeah well i was expecting extravagance for this mm. for this vegas show and yeah so was i but what I mean, I don't know about you, but what I've noticed is since William Baker left just after Kiss Me Once, her shows are still fantastic. They're still, you know, wonderful shows, but I don't think they have that theatrical side to the same degree mm. that they used to. Do you know and what? I, think, I never thought I'd hear the day, but I yeah. I, I am agreeing with you. Yeah, theatrical um, was the word that nailed it for me. Theatrical, that's gone. It's, the drama it's of gone, it. Has like, gone. I mean, I I would challenge any Kylie fan to watch the "Confide in Me" new, live in New York version, the the one from the "For Me For You" tour, and look at the drama and she's got of that chair there, right? Yeah, the the drama of that performance, and tell me that the version of "Confide in Me" that she's doing now is better, and I do not believe. That, that, that you could even compare the two because, <clears throat> yes, it's a fantastic performance of Confide in Me. The dancer's doing a brilliant job, but there's not that drama in it. 
<coughs> Sorry, I'm losing my. Point. And actually, yeah, you must be catching my my lurgy. Sorry about that. I I actually I think you've just nailed for me something that I've been trying to put my finger on for a long time. And yeah, but I think you're right. I think that it's it's lacking that um, the drama and the theatrics. I couldn't I agree do. more. I, I, I think it's becoming a problem. Um, I'm like whole wholeheartedly. I do. I think it's becoming a problem because, like I say, the for me for Utah. It cannot have been that high budget. So you don't need high budget to have a dramatic theatrical performance. Exactly. You sure. like I was expect and like I honestly was expecting about the same budget, but I was expecting it to be spent differently. I was expecting there to be set pieces. I was mm. expecting there to be an actual set that was being changed. And that's what I was expecting from a Vegas show. Because obviously when you do a, a static show, you've got the you've got the the gift of time haven't you you can set all these things up so i honestly thought we were gonna get a lot more theatrics and that's what i think is missing and i do believe that came from william baker can i read some reviews though all right let's be fair no, please she's got <clears throat> such good will in the media at the moment because i was thinking wow i like it's been universal so let's read some of those reviews um, from Muse magazine, there aren't any low moments and all at all. This is an all killer, no filler show. Got the Sydney Morning Herald, a last blast of Vegas high, and indeed she is. We've got the Sun, which I think is from your land, a mm. masterclass in performance, wowing a packed house with her most intimate show ever. Well, that's arguable. What about intimate and life? So much of the Kylie show happens in your face, says Perez Hilton. Kylie continues to dominate the United States music scene, says the Daily Mail. Haven't seen an experience like this in Vegas, said the Las Vegas Review Journal. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, fantastic reviews. And and, and like it's what you said about Goodwill, though, at the same time. Like, I do agree with you because... She can do no wrong. Yeah, she, at the moment she's she's really riding this high, but the problem is, is that the media when they build somebody up like yes. this, we all know what can come. Yes. It might not come for Kylie, it might not, but we all know what can come, and she's one bad mistake away from it. Oh and, God, that's scary, isn't it? And it's a, yeah, mm. it's a very well. When when I heard seventy five minutes, I thought that was the moment. I, I'm going to be honest, mm, I did. Mm, I thought mm. I thought that's the moment where things are going to topple down and I was terrified for her um but obviously it's not but I think she needs to be tiptoeing right now because like she is on the precipice of potentially coming back in 2024 having another huge song because we don't know what's going on behind the scenes but Kylie sounds confident and I don't mm. know about you but I can't think of a time that Kylie has been this confident since she released Can't Get On My Head mm-hmm mm-hmm because when you think about it, Can't Get On My Head was was debuted on the Light Years tour, on a night like this tour. You know, it it came out b before it released almost, and she was discuss and you know like that's her showing off. And when can you think of that Kylie has shown off like this? But Kylie's talking about, oh yeah, well we've got a lot of collaborators that we're thinking about, and oh I want to get back in the studio and all this, and I don't believe that Kylie would be saying these things unless she was 50% of the way through an album or more. Yeah. Oh, look, she's she's definitely inspired at the moment. That is absolutely for sure. So tell me, let's round this out. What what do you think, ha having seen the Vegas show, pretty much like me, I'm sure you've watched the whole thing on mm -hmm. YouTube. 
many times over probably. Uh, what does it mean for the audience with? Are we going to get a, a version of the Vegas show or is it going to be totally different? What are your thoughts? That's a good question. Um, I've been thinking the same. I know that there are duets and collaborations that are going to be happening with an audience with. I don't know what those are. Um, but to be honest with you, if Kylie Dave, like did this show for an audience with, I would actually be fine with it. Do like, you think I it translates to television? I don't know. It's it's seems to be very much built for a small venue, not for television. Yeah, no, but I mean, in terms of if she did similar things, obviously she'll she'll adapt them. I'm sure. But if if it oh, was, the set if it list was has to be different. I mean, it has to be because the UK. Well, I would at least uh, hope for a nine an early nineties medley. Oh God, please! Oh, yeah, I hope. Yeah, no, no more medleys, Kylie. I need. I want. I want to hear some of those songs in full. But look, the the UK have a love affair with Kylie, very different from the United States. So the set list Absolutely. has to be different. Like she 100%. couldn't possibly leave "Better the Devil You Know" out. She can't. No. I'd like to see a song from the eighties, just one. Yeah. Like because I understand that she's got so many to go through now. But like, I, I would like to see something like "A Got to Be Certain." Yeah. Origin is a papa Some or an even some, it's, it doesn't it's need no to be actually be so lucky. Sorry, dare I say. even it's no secret. Dare I say, which is no, very. We're not going to agree on that one. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I would, I would love to see a Genesis papa I'd love to see a hand on your heart. Oh, I, but Nathan, what if that stupid so piece of masked man comes out again, like Glastonbury? That was the most bizarre thing I've ever seen. Yeah, I wouldn't was, be a fan of that either. Like, who well, this was is, that? This is Do you reckon I mean that was part of a show or did some creep just crawl up on stage during <laughs> the song? No, he was a dancer. It was the weirdest. He, he gave me the heebie-jeebies. I hate it clown It was peculiar, things. though. I do agree. I, like, was, I do agree. Like, what was it? I don't know. It was so annoying. It was a mime, wasn't it? Oh, I guess it's called a mime. Don't like it. I've got to say, we're still in exciting times, Nathan. And um, Nathan, if people want to find you, can they? And feel free to say no. I always say that to people. You don't have to share your details, but... If oh yeah! Do want to um, reach out? How do they find no, you? No, happily, my Twitter is at Crazy Cat Gay. <laughs> so crazy cat, like meow. Is that what gay. they called you when you stormed out of the circus? Oh, gay? <laughs> no, no, it's it's all very metaphorical. I I came up with it um, when I was very young um, because I think my my thinking was I don't I can't be a crazy cat lady who dies alone surrounded by cats, but I, I could probably be the gay variant. <laughs> <laughs> that's so morbid okay <laughs> so people can find you on twitter or x as it's called now at yeah, crazy, cat crazy cat gay, gay. very that's good and you're listening to time to talk everyone and what do you think have nathan and i been too harsh on the vegas show i think we've been rather fair actually but we want to know what you think so if you've got an opinion now's your time to take out that audio recorder just talk into your phone for a couple of minutes and send it to us at time to talk Australia at Outlook.com. Nathan, it's been great catching up with you. Same to you, Tim. It's always a pleasure. And let me know how that dress seems. <laughs> let me know how that <laughs> seamstress is getting along, all right? <laughs> well, I've got to get my corset on first, but as soon as I've done that. <laughs> Do you pay her or does she have to work in the basement for free? Does she have a spinning wheel? Well, guess what? It's almost time to go. I've even had to close the casino downstairs. That's how late it is. Had to close the casino. But before I do, I had a bit of a whinge last week by the sounds of it. I actually haven't heard myself back, but I assume it was a whinge because Mark from Sydney's sent us 
um, his thoughts about the extension CD or mix, what a cassette, whatever you want to call it, that's coming out uh, towards the end of the year. And I was talking about my favourite pet subject, which is how Kylie and her team release so many formats of each album and each single and everything. And I do think it's a bit of a, a it's a gouge in into the pockets of her fans and I don't really appreciate it. Well, this is what Mark had to say. Thanks for sending this in. Hey Tim, um, I woke up yesterday to see the extension issue of the new Kylie album and my ears pricked up a little when you indicated a little bit of disapproval. Um, more of the bulk release of the same product in different colours, but um, I completely agree. Um, but more so, I think it's junking up the market a lot and there's just there's too much of it at the moment, or always really. Um, and things like the Infinite Disco Vinyl, why would you play that in your lounge room when you could watch the Blu-ray? Um, it really doesn't make sense to me. Um, I like the idea of an extension and album. So I like the idea of extended album edits though. And I was expecting to see an, an extended tension. How do you say it? Extension tension, extended tension album at some point. Um, but within three months of the album release, it's, it's too much too soon. I like with Disco that its extended version came out at the end of the campaign and I actually really enjoyed the, hearing that with a bit of separation from the original album right at the end. Um, I think Tension should have more time in its standard form. Like I said, it's too much too soon. And back to your point about money, um, I don't have a lot of it and I don't go and buy all the different colours and things like that, but I know a lot of other people do. Um, but for me personally, there's, there's other things I not only need to buy, but want to buy. Um, and I just wish that the rich white lady would keep her eyes off my modest little wallet for a while. That's all. Um, and also back to my point about if Infinite Disco. Um, I, actually, I, I really like Kylie. I, I know I sound really negative at the, in what I'm saying at the moment. But I thought that Infinite Disco was a brilliant, innovative, digital, multimedia, creative thing. And artistically, it was designed for streaming and to be a digital experience. Um, and even to put that out as a digital album makes completely sense in the context of what that project is. But then when they put out the vinyl, it's like, it's so out of place. It doesn't, it doesn't fit the theme of what Infinite Disco was. Um, and it's just another example of unnecessary junk put out as a crash cash grab. Um, had a great weekend. Um, I just thought I'd throw that one out there. Cheers, bye. Good on you, Mark. It's always brilliant to hear your views. And yeah, I think it would be interesting to see what people think about Kylie being described as the rich white woman. But, you know, we tell the truth on this show and that's exactly what she is. We love her, but... That's what she is. Optics are everything. Well, thank you so much for listening to the show today. We'll be back soon enough, we hope. And there's so much more to talk about in the world of pop culture. As always, if you want to participate, just send us an audio memo. It's on your phone. Record your couple of minutes on any subject you want. It could be an artist that we haven't even spoken about here or a new piece of music. And email it, time to talk Australia at outlook.com. You take care of yourself, I'm going to take my cold back to bed.